0: Today I want to talk to you within the framework of divine detours, divine detours, that roundabout that's often you have to take. So many times it takes longer to get there. The process that isn't predictable. The uncertainties that make the cliff that you're standing on seem higher than it really is. And how God turns the course not to fit us, but to fit his plan. As we remember our co-worker. Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. The good news is that they don't take lunch breaks, sick days, or many vacations. Though I'm with you always unto the end of the world. And we have some passages of scriptures there, Andy. It just kind of lay a, you know, a circumference. Then it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near or the shortest route. For God said, lest perhaps the people change their mind when they see war and return and to Egypt. God led the people around by the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea, and the children of Israel went up in an orderly ranks out of the land of Egypt. A man's heart plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. He will, guide, he will guard the feet of his saints, but the wicked shall be silent in darkness, for by strength no man shall prevail. That is their own personal strength. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my steps." And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. Thank you, Father, today. There's probably not one setting here that loves detours. Now, but when we read the stories in the Bible, we clearly see that God promises, God's promises are not always as quick as we hope. And many times the opportunities that open up appear different than what we imagined. You see, a preconceived expectation... Can affect your faith. The ten spies are a great example of this. They were excited about the promise, but their preconceived assumption that somehow it was going to become theirs without personal involvement in blessing. The visual stymied their faith and caused them to turn back. I don't know about you, but I don't like detours. I don't like them. If they're natural or spiritual, I don't like them. I don't think you do either. Because most of the complaining and and grumbling that I hear about is about detours. That waiting period, that time in between between that that change of direction. But I hope this morning that with this message that we will replace your fear with the knowledge of God's ways. And that we will Replace defeat with hope. Scott's word this morning was just so right on, so purposeful. But we're talking about detours to destiny. As believers, I believe that there are twofold destinies that we have. One is our eternal destiny, and the other is our present destiny. The present destiny is what we'd like to reference and speak about today. Destiny is your place in God's plan or that person's pre-appointed purpose God works from plan it was Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 that said before I formed you in the womb I knew you before you were born I sanctified you and ordained you a prophet to the nations The Apostle Paul in Galatians chapter 1 verse 15 says, And when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace. We've all had a divine start. And that divine start come with a divine plan. Not always recognizable, but Psalms one hundred thirty nine says the days fashioned for you were written before you it is Ephesians chapter one that says that he works all things after the counsel of his own. Will. The storyline of your life has been written by a divine author. Yes. I'm a child of God. In my father's house, there's a place for me. It's good to start life out and Come to the realization that detours are detours of providence. They're God designed because He has a stamp on you. You see, there's no such thing as luck, fate, or chance for the believer. They're all scheduled events by God. Amen. Why detours so you don't arrive at your destiny unprepared to fully carry it out? All the stops, the setbacks, the standstills, they've already been factored into his plan. You see, things don't happen to us, they happen for us. Man, you wake up tomorrow, you wake up more happy. More purposeful. What is, and how should we define detour? One is when God messes with your life plan. That's really a good thing. Yes. You see, man proposes, but God disposes. Those detours seem like distractions and are to us from the original intended route that we had planned to take. You ever had a plan and you had to adjust, you had to change. And why those detours come to us in different ways, different shapes, different sizes. They all have one thing in common. We didn't see them coming. They catch us off guard. Many times they leave us frustrated and confused and at times even brokenhearted. Over the past year, many of us... No events, whether it's our personal life or a life of someone who is had to walk through this maze. But detours are the tools of destiny. Think about it. Tools of destiny. They are designed to prepare us for our future. Detours are positive interruptions, they're used to divert us to the better plan that we might reach our destiny. amazing yes in those detour in the environment of the detour frequently it is providing the ground for our development but i don't like them i don't like them In Romans chapter 8, verse 28, when it says that all things work together for good, then it follows up that there is a divine plan, that we might be, or we have been predestined to be conformed or to be like his son, Jesus Christ. But I don't like him. Detours can be God's protection to keep us from danger. Train us for service and actually get us there. Detours are frequently because... We're under construction. That something is being built in our life that's a benefit. Yes, detours, tools of destiny. Let me give you some examples that you'll be familiar with of detours and life plans that were messed up. Moses had a 40 year detour in the wilderness. According to Deuteronomy chapter 8, in verse 2 and 3, it is God testing our loyalty. Testing our loyalty. Remember that the Lord God led you all the way these 40 years. Woo! God is still leading in detours. He's led you all these 40 years in the wilderness. I don't know if anybody's had a 40-year one. (laughs) To humble you, to test you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. Abraham, 25 years while he waits for an heir even in Abraham's attempt to fulfill the promise God does not alter his plans the apostle Paul he goes on a three year detour in the Arabian desert in Damascus, waiting for his ministry to resume. When he met Jesus on the road, and the great encounter and the follow up of the prophet. And then it the, says that he immediately preached Jesus. But there were some things he didn't know in order for him to be ready for what was really planned in his destiny. The people. Yeah an amazing thing. So God decides to send him to Bible school. That's right. Sends him to Bible school. If you read his story, you'll discover that it aligned perfectly with what the 12 apostles had learned from Jesus in those three and a half years. Mm -hmm. And Joseph, who's our main character this morning, he spends 13 years on a detour that includes slavery in prison before Pharaoh's service. That development of the man... During this time, Joseph's dream was buried in the pain of life, betrayal, and disappointment. It starts with his coat, which we know as the coat of many colors taken from him, stripped from him. Yes. Now it might be beneficial for you to know that it really wasn't a coat of many colors. It was a decorated coat. A decorated coat that was stripped from him that marked him out for leadership. It signified that he was to get the double portion. Being the firstborn of Rachel, whom he loved the most. The long sleeves on this coat was not normal. But it was on his coat because it meant royalty and ruling. It also meant that he was the anointed Priest heir. and he, excuse me, and then here we see this coat being replaced with the coat of suffering. separated from his people. but in the end, he became their savior a God that was developing in him a heart of compassion. Because how many know that he was pretty flaunting of his coat? Yes. It was a period of time of preparation of the man so he could rightfully wear what the coat represented And so the truth of that is this that detours are to prepare us for your coat of many colors your destiny future coats that you are designed to wear. There are four different coats. The one that we're presently talking about from Jacob. Then there's the coat from Potiphar. Then there's the coat from Pharaoh. And then it concludes with the eternal coat that he receives at his death and it references it when you begin to think about it in those terms bring on the detours (laughs) but I don't like them (laughs) I don't like them Preparing us for our destiny. They're purposeful. You see, God's will is not a mystery to be solved, but it is a road to be traveled. While they are unpredictable. They're unexpected and they are inconvenient. They take longer than we had originally planned. But like Job, we need to have staying power. You can rest assured that when God has taken you from A to B, B being in your final destiny, and I'm not talking about your eternal destiny, but I'm talking about your present destiny, he will have you stopping at P, X, and Q along the way. (laughs) Amen? But he said, I'll never leave your side. You see, you can't treat every setback as an enemy. Bless his holy name. If you do, it will suffocate you and worry will entangle you. No, they're designed to prepare you for your future. And the reason is so that your character will be stronger than your circumstance. Whew. You can give the Lord a praise right there if you want to. <laughs> your character will be stronger than your circumstance. Yes. Hallelujah. Is it fun Is it easy? Do you like it? No. You don't. It develops you for the destiny that's waiting for you. For the destiny that's waiting for you. It's already been planned. It's already been penned. You know, all those destinies look like setbacks in reality. It is God weaving together a larger tapestry. And that tapestry is called your destiny. It's not all about you, it's about others. Jesus did not die for himself, he died for others. Detours. help us to be able to step from our position that we have and have, you know, hold to meet the needs where the need is. Jesus, who being the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. (laughs) Look what he was. Don't let your position get in the way of your destiny. Humility is a must for your destiny. He humbled himself To serve. See, because of God in our life, our struggles lead to strength. They lead to strength. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Don't waste your weaknesses. Don't waste those moments, those times. The song that we sang, one of them, did we sing it? Well, we had a song about surrender, right? No? What was it? What do you, say? you. you want Oh yeah. Well, okay. That's basically you know. I was, I'm of the old school. You know what I mean? And so I say I surrender all. <laughs> the new school says do what you want to. Okay. All right. Anyway, we're well. <clears throat> you know, just so we understand each other. <laughs> there. Oh, hallelujah. In the life of Paul when he was commissioned to go to Rome. He had a detour that by all natural calculations and circumstances looked like he missed God. All he knew is that he was to get to Rome because that's what God told him. But again, he didn't see the P, the X, and the Q stopovers. Your destination are well prepared. As so I submit to us this morning as believers, instead of always praying to find God's will... What do you think about praying to find faith in God's guidance? Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not to thine own understanding, and all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. The confidence that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The steps that God guards. The steps and the paths of his saints. Yes. You see, detours are detours of promotion. Yes. And in that, it's necessary that we are in it to win it. Rather than get stuck in it, they are designed to get you from disappointment to delight. I know when you look, God's ways are not our ways. He says that detours are a higher way. I'm not going to argue with him because that just means I have to have another detour. (laughs) And I don't like them. (laughs) No, praise God. Detours are designed to showcase God's glory both to our enemies and for the sake of our own faith. That's why the Apostle Paul could say, I know in whom I have believed and I am persuaded. As Scott mentioned, you know, neither death nor life, nor principalities and powers, nor things present, things to come. There is no domain That can come between God's love for you. Isn't it interesting that he frequently asks us to rest in the Lord? Just rest. Just rest. He does want you to rest. There were times when he called you to run, but then he also, there are times that he calls you to rest. Rest in the promise. Rest in the mighty one. Yes. Showcase God's glory. Why? Can we have confidence? Because the rule of God triumphs every evil, every setback, every circumstance. Because with God, there will always be an afterwards. An afterwards. Oh, hallelujah. Joseph went from prison to prime minister, from forgotten to remembered, from his detour to destiny. Because it's your obedience as a slave that gives you the opportunity to learn the skills that you will use as a ruler. As my musicians come this morning, it's the road to promotion, a delay to promotion, a setback to promotion, unlocking the power of your detour unlock the power of your detour embrace the change stop comparing yourself remember we don't all have the same season at the same time Realize that there are no detours but planned paths. Mistakes along the way, issues along the way, but when your heart is for him and on him. Stop fighting everything that doesn't go your way. God has you in the palm of his hand. Oh, hallelujah. Let me close this morning with this thought. Avoiding self-induced detours. You're familiar with the Continental Divide. In that Continental Divide, one drop of water goes left, another drop of water goes right. Two drops of water, two different directions, end up in different destinations. But just one small turning point determines the outcome. Choices in life can be like that. At the time, they don't seem to be significant. But set in motion a series of events that shape your life and your children after you. Even in salvation, I'm not sure of the particulars in your journey, but just a thought that somewhere along the line, you met somebody. That somebody invited you. which led to a chain of events resulting in salvation. It was that previous encounter in choice that determined which side, so to speak, of the mountain you would flow down. That first choice sometimes is not a big deal. But the outcome was life-changing. Think about it. Lot and Abraham had an opportunity to make a choice. Lot's choices led to more than lush valleys and success. If you remember the story he said he looked and he saw the prosperity and the loveliness and everything that appeared wonderful and so the first thing he did is he looked then he moved then you find him living and then you see him sitting at the gate choice the first one doesn't seem too significant, but where it leads, he lost his wife, barely escaped his own life, the life of his daughters. It all began with a choice to live close. To Sodom, all began there. Stand with me this morning. How should we choose, or what should gauge our choosing? I believe that we need to choose in line with God's principles. You're not shouting, but that's okay. I believe that we, to choose, our choices that value relationship over rights. Make choices that value godliness over greed because that's what Lot was looking at. Choices that value friendship with God over the approval of the world. And choices that value promises over immediate pleasure. Christian living is not like placing a $1,000 bill, you know, and the sum total of it all just one time. No. It is taking that $1,000 bill, that $1,000 bill is broken up into like 25-cent pieces, Daily, you know, there is a 25-cent piece that we give to the Christian life. Not in offerings, of course. (laughs) Do the $1,000 bill when it comes to offerings. (laughs) But they're, they're small steps. That's what I'm saying, you know what I mean? They're small investments. It's choices that you make. You know, that may seem small and insignificant, but they determine what side of the mountain you're going to flow down. Amen. Thank God. Teachers are not fun, are they? No. They're not fun. But did you know they're good? For we know that all things work together for good. Doesn't mean that there's not the valleys and the mountains, but God is trying to get us to our destiny, and that involves detours. but I don't like them. Paul said, having done all to stand, stand. stand. To Moses, God said, stand still and see the salvation of God. Father, as we leave and as we go, we give you honor, we give you praise. We want to find, for your word says in Psalms 23, that you lead us beside still waters and you cause us to lay down in green pastures. Help us to take those times that are for refreshing and those times that are for resting. Knowing that our times are in your hand. Go with God, and He's gone with you. I'm not suggesting you have to like detours, but I don't like them.